This is the Brisnet.com call-in show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Now, here's Anthony Stabile and Ed DeRosa. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show. Here on the Horse Racing Radio Network, I'm the big gay, Anthony Stabile. I am up in New York. I'll be joined shortly by my man Ed DeRosa from Brisnet. He is down in our Lexington, Kentucky studios with our producers of the stars here at the Horse Racing Radio Network. The man, the myth, the legend, Lee Delapina, and you. HRN Nation, we want to hear from you. This is your hour. Give us a call, 888-966-4776. Again, 888-966-4776. That's the number to call. Ed and I briefly, a little while ago on Twitter, were getting ready to get into one of our spirited discussions, as he put it, over the Eclipse Award for 2015 Outstanding Jockey and the debate that has raged for the last few weeks as to whether or not Victor Espinoza can make an actual attempt and a run at wresting it away from defending two-time champion Javier Castellano. Be interested to see what Ed's take is on it and no surprise to many. I certainly have a pretty concrete opinion on the matter, but we'll take a listen to what Ed has to say first, and what you have to say, Nation, 888-966-4776, the number to call. You don't have to call and talk about the Jockey Eclipse Award, though. We'll talk anything and everything. Thoroughbred racing, plenty going on. Unfortunately, one of my favorite horses of all time, Tonalist, was announced this week that he will begin his stud career next year at Lane's End Farm. Pretty impressive stallion roster at Lane's End already. Really boosted in 2016 by Liam's Map, Honor Code, and Tonalist. Tonalist, of course, ended his career here on November 28th at Aqueduct with a thrilling victory in the Grade 1 Cigar Mile. It made him a Grade 1 winner at a mile a mile and a quarter, and a mile and a half. And that's a feat on the dirt that is pretty remarkable. I was trying to rack my brain, and I don't know if I ended at Easy Goer because he's my favorite horse of all time and the best horse I've ever seen run, or if it's because it's the truth. But I'm pretty sure Easy Goer is the last horse to do so. So if anyone out there can give me that answer, last horse to win a grade one on the dirt at a mile, a mile and a quarter, and a mile and a half, give us a call at 888-966-4776. And now I bring in my Thursday night tag team partner, Ed DeRosa from Brisnet. Good evening, Ed. Hello. Well, here's the question that goes along with that. What was the last grade one race at a mile and a half on dirt 
before the Belmont Stakes because that's the only one left, right? The Jockey Club Gold Cup. Was that the last one? I mean, there, I didn't know if there were any, but I guess I, the uh, coaching club, was that a mile and a half at some point yes, for three-year-old fillies? Oh, the coaching club, that's a good one, too. I didn't even think the Philly route. Very good. That could open it up to open mind, but was open mind before easy go or was that the same time? Right, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, a, a remarkable horse. Uh, you know, I saw some people... And I, I got involved in the phrase um, "want to do" on social media, uh, questioning the stud fee, and you know, even a few people thought that he un- underperformed on the track. Which I, I get really sick of people throwing around the overrated and things like that. To, to me, at a certain point, uh, and I don't know what that point is exactly, but I'm willing to say that four Grade One wins. Uh, including a classic and two jockey club gold cups is definitely past that point. Uh, a horse has achieved what any owner or anyone involved in the game would want a horse to achieve. And to me, that's it. So uh, wish him well in retirement. He's by Tappet. I don't think he'll have any trouble uh, in the shed getting attention even uh, you know beyond his accolades already. And uh, I know you had a, a blast watching him run these last two years and uh, we'll find out uh, what he sends on the track in three years from now or four. Yeah, I love that. That that cigar mile was an inspiring kind of race. Absolutely loved his effort that day. Didn't you know? Did, they'll question what he beat, but it was certainly the way he did it. And I don't even think he was a true mile horse, but it just showed you his class and just how good he was. Loved seeing him get up in that cigar. Mile name for another one of my favorite horses of all time, the one and only Cigar. 888-966-4776, the number to call. Here's another good one, Ed. So Lane's End gets Honor Code, Liam's Map, and Tonalist. One, two, three in the Whitney. It's pretty uh, interesting, uh, interesting achievement. Yeah, what uh, Whitney trifecta, the Met Mile exacta, uh, well represented at, at Breeders' Cup. Uh, you know, Lane's End certainly a, a juggernaut in Central Kentucky, and anyone involved in the game here well aware of their exploits. But uh, would would be hard to to ignore what Windstar has accomplished and Spendthrift building its huge stallion operation and a lot of good marketing stuff. Of course, American Pharaoh going to Ashford, but. Uh, yeah, to me, th- this is a huge uh, one-two-three punch, and they had a one-two punch to begin with, uh, and adding tonalist, uh, very interesting, and you know, more industry, breeding industry related than racing, which this show typically skews. But uh, I think a huge story this year, obviously American Pharaoh, but now with him going to stud and the horses along with him, Honor Code, Carpe Diem. Liam's map, Tonalist, uh, the, you know, several others. To, to me, this class going social to, inclusion, social I'm inclusion, kidding. yeah, I'm absolutely, yeah, uh, Cozan, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, yeah, this class uh, t- to me is blockbuster from top to bottom, and it's easy to see why the California Chrome people, uh, you know, say, hey, why not run another year? And now sure. they don't have Tonalist to go against. 
Uh, I hope the Derby winner comes back gangbusters and uh, the others uh, watching from the breeding shed enjoy it. But uh, it's very interesting to me the, the, the level of talent that's uh, going off to stud and the competition there will be for mares. Let's head out to the phone lines. It's Ron in Illinois. Ron, welcome to the Brisnet.com Pollen Show. Hi, guys. Hey, Ron. Um, I have a question about Saturday at Gulfstream. They were supposed to broadcast the races, and I couldn't get it on HRRN. What happened? As far as I know, we were on the on the. Were you on the website, or were you on Sirius XM? I was on the website. Yeah, I thought as they were on, Lee. Was there? Yeah. All they got was bits and pieces and some static. Hmm. I well. don't know anything about that, Ron. I apologize if that was the problem. I guess we had some some technical problems. I don't know, because at, uh, it worked. I listened to, from 7 to 9 in the morning for the equine forum, and that was fine. And then I went back at 2 to get on, and there was nothing there. Maybe the weather and some technical issues down there uh, wreaked havoc. I, I'm glad to see that you're making the effort to listen, and we apologize for that. Keep on listening, though, and we'll um, hopefully, you know, we'll get that all figured out in time for our next broadcast down at Gulfstream Park. But we thank you for the call and and keep on listening, and certainly keep on calling in here. And you know, hopefully next time you're calling. For a better reason, 888-966-4776, and not an issue with the technical difficulties we had, 888-966-4776. So, Ed, I didn't have a chance to take a look at the link that that you and James tweeted out. All right, but before we got, I have an answer to our trivia. You do? Sky Beauty. Okay. Acorn, Alabama Coaching Club. Wow. All right. So the last it was it turned out to be a Philly, but it was Sky Beauty. That's pretty did you come up with that one? Well, I looked up who won the coaching club American Oaks and then okay. f- then from there, um I Jostle who won the Alabama but didn't have a, a mile on the dirt, my flag, pretty similar. So there's been some you know, there's been some uh mile and a quarter, mile and a half winners, which that I mean that's great, but we knew that wasn't too rare. But yeah, getting that getting that mile win to a mile and a half at the grade one level definitely extremely rare air. And uh, Easy Goer and Sky Beauty are in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Tonalist will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but uh, I'm sure he's a name who will come up uh, once horses like American Pharaoh and Shared Belief get in. Stay Thirsty just missed because he won the cigar, the Travers. And then just missed in the yeah. Belmont to rule her on ice. So that would have been, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like he was, um, and that was all in the same year. Yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive right there. You know, he'd be groupie doll in the Cigar Mile that year and just missed to rule her on ice. I bet a huge bet on him in the Belmont Stakes. Ruler on huge, ice? Huge bet on him. No, on Stay Thursday. Oh. Uh. A huge bet on him. Yeah, my my bad beat there is uh, I was actually live in the pick four going into the last race on, on Belmont Day. The pick four that started with the Manhattan, which was, uh, I forget who it was. but Mission approved. Yes, thank you. 
huge you prize. You had mission approved. Wow. I did. I had ruler on ice, and I had whoever won the the, the third leg. And I was sitting on. Uh, I think I was live to three horses, and and couldn't close the deal. And I was just absolutely oh, hold crushed. Hold on a second. You were alive, alive to the last leg. Yeah. What were those things paying? They were uh, five figures. Wow. My best friend loved Bim Bam. And yeah, he bets to horse. win. He finished second to mission approved. He bet to win and made a back made a front and back wheel. And he called mission approved. Gio Ponte was trying to run them both down but couldn't. And he caught like a nine hundred and eighty dollar exacta. That's what he collected to the race anyway. <laughs> to the yeah. race before the we watched the race with Kenny Maine. And Kenny Maine was it was standing there in like a two thousand dollar suit and a pair of penny loafers. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I had ever seen. We were sitting in the clubhouse on the third floor, and my buddy Phil started rooting Bim Bam. I think it was David Cohen, if I'm not mistaken. David Cohen was aboard Bim Bam that day, and he just missed. And Kenny Maine came over after the race and patted him on the shoulder and said, "That was the greatest rooting I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life." Well. But yeah, that was a fun uh that was a fun Belmont day. Eight 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 nine six six four seven seven six. Two days three days later they closed Sunday. There was a there was a carryover in the pick six, if you remember. Yeah. And they had a guaranteed pool. There was like seven million in the pool on Wednesday. I invested seventy two or ninety six dollars. One of my biggest angles is first-time gildings. I invested 72 or $96 from home. Hit five out of six twice. It came back 1500 bucks. I left out a Bobby Barbera first-time gilding that I didn't find out about until after the race. Uh, it paid 300000 well, if, if you would have hit it, you it probably only would have paid two seventy five. Yeah, so I shouldn't be that sad, right? Shouldn't be that upset. It was one of three times in my life I've actually thrown up over gambling. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. I puked my brains out when I found out the horse was a first time gelding. Yeah, so the the horse and that, this horse might still be running. A Rod beat me. Oh, John Campo. And the fifty cent pick four paid twenty eight thousand. He was six to one, and he ran off the TV set. So I didn't he even get a fun. I remember. Yeah. I remember walking out that day. I watched that race in the last TV before you leave the park entrance, and we went for uh, to Lenny's Clam Bar in Howard Beach for dinner. Wow. Amen. Well, I was I, I was that. thinking about buying Lenny's Clam Bar when I was live <laughs> to that pick four, uh, and alas, it was not to be. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun ride. Eight 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 nine six six four seven seven six. Give us a call. Ed and I can sit here and talk horses all night, but this is your hour, HRR Nation. We want to hear from you. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls and take a look at the Blood Horse news update. This. Is the Brisna.com Colin Show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisna.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. 
The brisnet.com performance plan offers unlimited PDF past performances for just $75 per month and is available at brisnet.com slash PP. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips, plus sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is just $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet.com is the handicapper's edge. Jude Feld, the pontiff of the pick four. You hear him on HRRN Radio. Now get his personal selections directly from him at his new site, PopeJude.com. Every analysis sheet at PopeJude.com has his personal selections and insights. Each page is a handicapping lesson packed with years of racing knowledge, coupled with insider information gleaned from the pontiff's countless connections in thoroughbred racing. Whether you're looking for another set of eyes on the past performances or inspired racing analysis to assault the windows, PopeJude.com is the site for you. If you missed the Equine Forum, you missed a lot. Mark Cassie joining us on the Equine Forum on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Honestly, for Teppen to be able to win with the ease that she won, you know, against the field she beat, you know, still amazes me. You bring her back here in March of this year, and she rattles off five of seven victories, three of those coming in grade ones. You mentioned the two seconds where she was beaten as Zop, both at Saratoga. She's done everything you've asked. I, uh, would you say now that, that she really doesn't particularly care for Saratoga? She still ran great. <laughs> well, you know how people get. If they, she, if horse loses to... twice, they go, oh, she yeah, doesn't like Saratoga. Let's put it this way. If everything lined up, will we try Saratoga? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Equine Forum, giving you the inside track on thoroughbred racing. Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on Sirius XM Channel 93. And always streaming live at horseracingradio.net. Hi, my name is Adam Garcia. My name is Paco Lopez. This is Jose Lescano. This is Jackie Emma Jane Wilson, and you're listening to the Horse Racing Radio Network. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call, call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. The Brisnet.com Pollen Show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm the Big A Anthony Stabile, joined by Ed DeRosa from Brisnet and you, HR Nation, 888-966-4776. Let's head back out to the phone lines. It's Mark in Michigan. Mark, welcome to the Brisnet.com Pollen Show. Thank you. I appreciate it, Anthony. How are you doing tonight? Great. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I have a question. You were just talking about angles. Um, I was just, I'm curious when you look at uh, performances uh, for the, the first time, are there any angles that you look for to eliminate a horse? Um, you know, like certain things that are automatic throwouts? Um, you know, I don't tend to broad stroke too much and then jump in here. Um, I'll tell you one thing I don't like that's a pet peeve. And it came up a couple of times on the three to six shows. When a horse is debuts with blinkers, I'm a big believer 
that there's a reason those blinkers are on. And having okay. been around horses my whole life, and you know, there's a reason that the, the trainer reached out for those blinkers. Because most guys don't like to run a horse in a lot of equipment first time out, unless they absolutely need to. So I feel like when the blinkers go on, they're on for a reason. And especially when a horse is claimed by a guy and, you know, he doesn't even run them in the blinkers. He just takes them off. It happened today out in out of Los Alamitos. And I'll tend to shy away from those horses unless it's such a positive trainer change. You know, if it's, if it's a 5% guy or girl to... Christophe Clement or Bill Mott or Chad Brown or or David Jacobson or, or a hyper, you know, any any well-respected horseman or high-percentage trainer. That's a different story. I'll still normally stay away, but you really got to bowl me over to bet on a horse that debuted with blinkers that has taken them off. Is the question first-time trainer or starter? You talking to me or to the call? The caller. Oh, Mark, he's are you gone. still there? No, he's he's gone. What do you? Mark's gone. Was this question first time trainer or starter? I think it's uh, when you look at the PPs. I don't think it was for a specific. Oh, okay. Like handicapping. Got so any. I I didn't know if he meant a specific race condition. That's what that was in my head for some reason. Uh, no, it didn't seem that way. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, in general, I'm definitely, and, and you know, the odds will make me change my mind in a heartbeat. Uh, one of my favorite lines from the Ragazin book is, at 30 to 1, I loved the line. At 3 to 1, I hated it. Uh, you know, you, you just have to adapt. And But to me, I'm definitely looking at, at trainer jockey variables. And when I see less than 5%, uh, I'm gonna need a price. I mean, that's just not a horse I'm looking looking to bet under those circumstances. And I guess I had first time starter in my head, uh, just because that's something I think the Brisnet stuff excels at with the breeding information. And I'm very willing to trust that if a sire, uh, especially one who's been around, so you have a little bit of a sample size to deal with, if you're under five percent debut winners. Unless that horse is coming from a barn that does well with it uh, and you're getting a price, uh, I want nothing to do with that horse. So to me, those would be two angles. The trainer stats, which pretty much everyone has, so that's not a a big push. Uh, But absolutely first-time starters. If that sire isn't throwing debut runners, uh, I'm going to need a compelling reason to use that horse. Yeah, that's a good way to cover a lot of the territory when you are handicapping races. You know, my angle is a little bit more for the more experienced horses and runners, all as yours are really for the firsters and, and the inexperienced horses. Right. So we hope that we hope that answers that, your question. That covers Mark. them from start to finish, really. And thanks for the call. 888-966-4776, the number to call. Well, you have a quick second. It's time now for the Blood Horse News Update and a look at the top headlines from bloodhorse.com. Jockey trading cards to benefit PDJF. To commemorate its 75th anniversary, the Jockeys Guild has issued a limited edition set 
of 152 trading cards featuring top thoroughbred and quarter horse jockeys. Proceeds benefit the, perennial, the permanently disabled jockeys fund. The set includes Hall of Fame members, Eclipse Award winners, Outstanding Jockey and Apprentice, George Wolf Award winners, Mike Venezia Award winners, Champion Quarter Horse Riders, Sam Thompson Award winners, Riders with more than 5,000 wins, Riders in the top 30 all-time in earnings, and other fan favorites who have had outstanding careers, the Guild said in a release. The back of each card includes information about the jockey, including birthday, birthplace, active riding years, a short biography, and lifetime statistics. The set can be purchased at www.jockeytalk360.com for $20 plus $2.95 shipping and handling. And that wraps up tonight's, that wraps up tonight's edition of the Blood Horse News Update. For more racing and more industry news, visit bloodhorse.com. Not too late to buy myself uh, a Christmas present, Ed. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, uh, you know, we've seen these types of things in the past, and they've always seemed to be popular. So, uh, and I like that this one seems to be a mix of some of the past greats and, and current as well. So it's not like um, getting the same guys over and over if you did it every year or that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, treat yourself. 888 966 Seven six, the number to call. Speaking of jockeys, Mister DeRosa, <laughs> you know what fun. they should do though. Before we get to this, what if you buy the uh, jockey cards and mention HRN, you should get a five dollar exacta box on a race of your choice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was going to allude to the commercial, but I just had a stunning feeling that you were going to do it for me. <laughs> So I appreciate it. We're on that level, my friend. We are. It's, it's me, a good feeling. Me and Lee, me and Lee Delapina are on a different plateau, but you and I are right there. You're closer. We have this connection, even though <laughs> we've me and Lee have never met. You and I have only hung out together for about 20 minutes at the well, Belmont. Yeah. The day before the Belmont this year, so. I had to leave but, though. I'm sorry. I had to leave early next year. That's true. Yeah, next year, absolutely. So. Brings us to one of our spirited discussions, as you like to say. Victor Espinosa versus Javier Castellano, as far as the Eclipse Award goes. And we, we go into this agreeing it's only those two, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going into it thinking it's only one. Right, but... I, I, <laughs> if I, it's only those two, it's only one. He basically had a what I'm saying is... Dancing with the stars. I, I have mine, you award. have yours, but there's no room for a third. I mean, someone will be the third finalist, but it's it's clearly down to those two. Not needed. Absolutely right. correct. Okay. It's down to those two, and here is where you're going to have to figure out what the Eclipse Awards means to you if you're a voter. Is it strictly about what you've done on the racetrack or is it about what you've done for the sport? And I feel like you can't, and I'm not talking, you know, I'm using the, the royal you. You can't change this year in and year out to your liking. You have to have a set of guidelines that you follow and you have to follow them personally. For me, I do not have a vote. For me, Javier Castellano, hands down, wins the award. 322 victories, 
going into today, $27.5 million in earnings. Victor Espinosa's won 89 races and $18.8 million in earnings. A and one triple crown. For American Pharaoh. <laughs> and one triple crown. Did he win the triple crown or did American Pharaoh win the triple crown? Well, you know, we're quick to blame jockeys when Smarty Jones and California Chrome, ridden by Espinosa, don't win the triple crown. Do we really think Victor Espinosa won the Belmont Stakes? I think John Velasquez won the Belmont Stakes by not pressing him. It, it would be, it, uh, to me, this speaks to a, a need and, and a little tangent, tangential here, but, and I'm not a big, like, to me, the, the rate, the baseball statistics are too much. It ruins the experience for me. I don't need this minutiae. A lot of it feels made up, what have you. Agreed. One I'm thing not that, a sabermetrics guy either. Yeah. I'm not a sabermetrics. I don't need war. I don't need – let me know how many home runs the guy hit. Let me know how many bases he stole. How many did he drive in? What exactly. did he hit for average? How did, and you know what? And here would play to your point. To be a most valuable player, I think you have to win. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, well, there's a reason only one Cy Young winners come from a last place team. I think you have to win. Yeah. That's just me. But in this case, they certainly won. But so Javier's won too, so that's you know right. <laughs> that's a lot. Certainly more. not against your point either. I, I I just feel and the triple crown angle, people will think, oh, that's a, what he's done for the sport. And and I actually am not like that at all. I had zero trouble voting for blame. And when John Sheriff said it would be a, a crime or whatever he said, if Zenyatta didn't win for all she's done for the sport, I didn't care. She, okay. she did plenty, but to me, awards are won on the racetrack or should be. And... To me, the Triple Crown is done on the racetrack, and it's just such a special accomplishment that it transcends the other accomplishments that Javier has done. And one thing I said to, to James, and if you, you go on social or our YouTube channel, you see the video, admittedly, it might be hurting Javier that he's breaking his own record. If Johnny V had the record for most earnings and Javier was trying to break it, it'd be a little more interesting. There'd be some drama to it. They're riding in the same colony, etc. It's his own record, so it's kind of like, eh. And that might be working against him. But for me, the Triple Crown, it's just so special that when you do it, you deserve to be rewarded. Um, I agree. I agree with you a lot here. I mean, a great example is the Vox Populi Award. Which American Pharaoh won? He did win. Yeah. That's something, and I feel like that's an arena where you can reward and applaud all of the connections. You want to have a special ceremony at the Eclipse Award and represent him with the Triple Crown Trophy so they have their moment in the sun? Go right ahead. But Victor Espinosa winning that Eclipse Award based on the fact that he won the Triple Crown is a travesty. And I'm not the biggest Javier Castellano fan. Javier Castellano is probably not, you know, as far as a rider goes, he's probably not in my top five. 
Personally, I love him. He's a great guy. As far as a rider goes and having luck with a guy and profiting <laughs> with a guy, he's not on the top five. Believe me. But if he doesn't win this award, it's a shame. We want to hear what you think, HRN Nation, 888-966-4776. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We want you to light up the phone lines. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show, and this is the Horse Racing Radio Network. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. The Brisnet.com performance plan offers unlimited PDF past performances for just $75 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash PP. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips, plus sire stats for only $275 per year, and it's available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is just $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet.com is the handicapper's edge. Since 2006, the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund has provided critical financial assistance to some 60 riders who have sustained catastrophic on-track injuries. The lives of these former athletes who have given so much to the sport of horse racing have been changed forever. I'm Mike Penna, president of the Horse Racing Radio Network and proud supporter of the PDJF, and I ask you to join me in supporting this outstanding organization right now by texting the word JOCKEY to 50555. You'll be credited with a $10 donation that can literally change the lives of those disabled riders who need it so much. It's quick, it's easy, and it's only $10. Who would think a simple $5 exacta box would mean so much to so many? So let's all help make a huge difference in the lives of those riders who have given us so many great memories. Text the word jockey to 50555 today and visit pdjf.org to learn more. Message and data rates may apply. Terms mgive.org slash chi. HRRN's newest show is Jock Talk, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Every Tuesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Mike Penna and Christina McManigal will bring you exclusive interviews with the best jockeys in the business. Jock Talk, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka on Sirius 220 and XM206. Go to horseracingradio.net for more information or to listen live. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Hi, this is Chantel Sutherland-Cruz, and you are listening to the Horse Racing Radio Network. Welcome back to the Prisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm the big A. Anthony Stabile up at Aqueduct, joined in our Lexington, Kentucky studios by the Ed DeRosa from Brisnet and our producer to the stars here at HRN, the one and only Lee Delapina. We want to hear from you, HRN Nation, 888 966 
I realize today, Ed, we only have one show left in 2015. Next week, we'll have a little bit of a year-in-review show. Make sure you tune in for that, 6 to 7, next Thursday, Sirius 220, XM206. And, of course, always streaming live at horseracingradio.net. You think we'll talk about American Pharaoh at all? (laughs) Yeah, he'll probably come up. (laughs) Maybe we can mention his Travers. I will certainly mention his Travers in the year in review. You have no, uh, don't worry about that, my friend. Keen Ice, eligible for a two other than. Ran him down. He was eligible for an other than that day. Yep. Two other than now. Still eligible for a two other than. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's one that will be back, right? Yep. I mean, he didn't have a great trip in the Clark. Yeah, they... Might have been best in the Clark. They, uh, I mean, with Tonalist out, like, I mean, as I said, I mean, California Chrome's got to be loving what is or isn't out west. Uh, I guess Beholder will be back eventually, but, uh, well, Dort- Dortmund's out there. I keep thinking he, he ships east, which, I mean, but it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like California Chrome's going to be out west too much. Well, that's true, too. That's a good point. So, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see where some of these horses end up and, Look, someone's going to step up, too. I mean, Honor Code, yeah, we've known him for a while. uh, But, you know, the reality is that four-year-old season was by far his best and finally realized the potential those saw in him as a two- and early three-year-old. So I'm sure there's a few others of those uh, lurking as well. And, uh, you know, we posted a video yesterday. uh, It was more a a pitch from Chad Brown that Lady Eli should be champion three-year-old Philly, but... To me, the nugget that she's actually back in his barn at Gulfstream and uh, will be training soon is is huge. Uh, six for six, two grade one wins. Uh, you know, she could be one of the special ones next year for sure. Yeah, she sure can. And we'll see what this two-year-old crop has to offer turning three. It certainly sounds like Songbird at some point, the plan is to take on the boys. It's not going to be early. They said they're not going to go after any points. They're not going to go after the Derby. They're going to talk at the Oaks. But it certainly sounds like Songbird is going to take on males at some point next year. You'd have to think second half of the year. Um, that's an interesting little... Uh, well, let's touch on her a little bit, uh, and hopefully sure. someone will, will call in. Because it, it is interesting to me. I mean, count me a believer in terms of her brilliance. And there is nothing I saw this year uh, that that has me wanting to knock uh, Songbird. Having said that, we were fairly spoiled in the 2000s with a string of undefeated two-year-old fillies who uh, petered out at three, to say the least. And I forget the name of the filly IEAH had that Dutro eventually had. It began with an S, I think. Stardom Bound. Yes, thank you. Uh, Half-bridled. Uh, and there's a couple others, and some did go on with it. I mean, Rachel Alexander was a great, great at stakes winner at two. Uh, obviously, her three-year-old season was way better. Uh, Shadow ran well as a two-year-old. Uh, Dreaming of Anna was an undefeated two-year-old filly. She did not. Storm, storm flag flying. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
and these are horses, and it's not just, oh, they were the best that year. I mean, half-bridled when she won that Breeders' Cup from post-14, storm flag flying, coming back against composure, uh, and then you add to it her breeding and, and who her connections were. I mean, the sky appeared the limit. People were excited. These horses were winning the right way, and it's it's tough to maintain that level when others are getting better, too. Songbird feels a little differently to me, but we've been through this before. We've been bitten by it before. What do you think? No. You see, I very, very rarely fall in love with these with Phillies for that reason. Because I've I've had my proverbial heart broken too many times. She just has this different air about her. There's almost this sense to me and you know I have my East Coast bias, so for me to say this about a California-based horse, she has this air of invincibility around her. Like, she goes on the racetrack, and to me it just seems like it's where she belongs. <clears throat> and it's very rare that you see that. I'm not comparing her to American Pharaoh. Just, again, I am not comp- I can't say this loud enough. I am not comparing her to American Pharaoh. I don't even, I didn't even feel that from American Pharaoh. When you look at her though, she just belongs on a racetrack. And it's like, she has this look to her that it's like, this is my yard. Don't even think about messing with me in my yard. <laughs> Let me go do my thing and I'll see you later. And that's what she does on a racetrack. I told you, you were the one that actually tweeted me the price I would have jumped all over 40 or 50 to 1 for the Kentucky Derby Mm. I'd have made a big bet at 40 or 50 to 1 and there are some decent 2 year olds I mean I'm saying this Nyquist is 5 for 5 Mohamed's 3 for 3 you have some nice Colts out there but if I'm just if, if, if I'm going by the eye test right now they're all running for second money behind her I agree with you, because like you, in almost every filly you mentioned, there was some vulnerability. I I remember that year at at Arlington, they had to run the juvenile fillies at a mile and an eighth instead of the mile and a sixteenth because of the way the track was configured. So when she battled back, she was almost supposed to battle back with her pedigree. She was bred to get that extra distance. That pedigree and that extra 16th of a mile probably got her to Duke that day. Storm flag flying. But they all, almost every one of them, showed some vulnerability. She's never shown any. Yeah, it's just a good been, point. It's just been smash mouth. <laughs> it's been, it, it has been. I mean, I can't, I don't know if you could tell how impressed I am with Songbird. It's just like... Oh, she's she's impressive. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, we, it just feels like we've been through this a little bit um, with the, the Phillies and two-year-olds. And, I mean, we, we've been through it with the males, too, so I really shouldn't single out. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to to go on with it, so to speak. And, I mean, we talk about that with the Derby every year, Street Sense being the only juvenile uh, Breeders' Cup juvenile winner to win the Derby. Uh, two-year-old champions repeating as three-year-olds. Very rare. Looking at Lucky, uh, the most recent. Obviously, American Pharaoh will join him. Uh, but 
yeah, she. It, it just feels a little different. It just seems like the talent uh, is that much greater with her. And I, I haven't given up on, on the Derby Dreams. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't nominate her to the Triple Crown, which, of course, that doesn't mean they'd be pointing to the Derby anyway. There's two other races that covers. Um, but if she comes back and just shows she's that much better, which I think we saw in the fall, you, you have to take a look. I, I don't, you know, I guess the intangible is the owner uh, has been there before and, and suffered heartbreak when he was. And certainly if, if he made the decision, he didn't want to even risk that again. Uh, I, I find no fault with that. Um, and that's part of the story probably, but uh, yeah, he's one of a few guys that gets a pass. Right. Rick Porter's one of the few guys that gets the pass on this. You can't even really go after him because no, absolutely. the last time he did it, right. Yeah, he's he's done it. It was a catastrophe. And, yeah, and right. uh, you know that if that left a sour taste, then I mean, I I don't I don't drink gin, and you know my uh, folly with it is is a lot less heartbreaking than his was. So uh, I'm certainly not going to to judge him, but we all have our bad memories and of things that happen. So, uh, but it, it is exciting to hear that they're open to, to racing her against male somewhere down the line. I mean, the breeders cup classic being in their backyard, so to speak, uh, how incredible would that be? If the, the two favorites for a race like that were a, a three-year-old Philly and a five-year-old mare, uh, or is she, six she'll be six. Mare. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's hard for those dominoes to fall in the right way, but at this point, there's no reason to think, uh, that they might not give us something to, to cheer on uh, throughout the year. And we know Hollendorfer doesn't mind shipping, so there's a good chance we'll see her throughout the country. Just ask blind luck. <laughs> just ask just ask blind luck. The one thing the Tonalist Retirement did do, it made my Dubai World Cup wager very easy. Very simple now. Keenaish. Uh, of course. Come on. <laughs> Mubtahij. And on that note, Mubi. before I get myself in any more trouble, we're taking one more break. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call, call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. The Brisnet.com performance plan offers unlimited PDF past performances for just $75 per month and is available at Brisnet.com PP. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips plus sire stats for only $275 per year and it's available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is just $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet.com is the handicapper's edge. 
There's still time to qualify for the richest and most prestigious handicapping tournament in the world. The $2.5 million Daily Racing Form NTRA National Handicapping Championship in January in Las Vegas. Online qualifying continues throughout December and January exclusively on NHCqualify.com. One Eclipse Award, one ring, one grand prize of $800,000, and one very special title of Horse Player of the Year. Qualify now at NHCqualify.com and earn your trip to Las Vegas. Jude Feld, the pontiff of the pick four. You hear him on HRRN Radio. Now get his personal selections directly from him at his new site, PopeJude.com. Every analysis sheet at PopeJude.com has his personal selections and insights. Each page is a handicapping lesson packed with years of racing knowledge, coupled with insider information gleaned from the pontiff's countless connections in thoroughbred racing. Whether you're looking for another set of eyes on the past performances or inspired racing analysis to assault the windows, PopeJude.com is the site for you. If it happens in horse racing, it happens on HRRN. Stop charging. Maria wins the Longines Breeders' Cup distaff. It is all Songbird. Mike Smith aboard, crushing the field. He's an everlasting credit to the sport. American Pharaoh has belted a grand slam in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Racing's biggest events are right here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Hey, it's Corey Lannery. You're listening to the Horse Racing Radio Network. Welcome back to the Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. On the Big A, Anthony Stabile, joined by the man Ed DeRosa from Brisnet. And you, HRN Nation, still got time to sneak a call or two in, 888-966-4776. Again, 888-966-4776. We figured out what happened. What's that? Lee had the phone on silent. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course you're kidding. That's a handy excuse, mistakes, though, man. when family tries to get a hold of me. Lee's like Songbird. Gives it to you Lee every is time. The songbird. Lee is the Songbird of producers. Gets He gets it. He gets out there. He gets his job done. He says, get out of my way. Yeah. See you tomorrow. That's what he does. That's why he's the producer of the stars. Got to juggle the egos here, Ed. Well, there's a lot of good talent. They don't call me the Big A for nothing. Huh. The other guy calls himself the Baron. Pope really, dude. The Pope? You got a Pope and a Baron. I'm Big A. I'm third on the totem pole. And, oh, and, and an Uber capper. Fourth. Oh, yeah. In the, in the event the Baron dies, you're like you're definitely third on the uh, succession chart. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah, surprised they even let Mike and Jude fly on the same plane. Well, in case of emergency, they do go to two separate locations. <laughs> they do go to... My, Jude goes to Chicago, Mike goes to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Back out to the phone lines. It's Don in Texas. Don, welcome to the Brisbane.com call intro. Joe. Everybody doing all right? Hey, yeah, Don. how are you? Yeah, doing great. 
I wouldn't give up on Songbird running against the boys yet. Owners changed their minds. Uh, I think I heard on Lenny Schulman this week that uh, Robert Evans made a statement. <laughs> Total was a racehorse. He's going to race him, but uh, guess what? He's a stallion. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah, the economics of keeping him in training, apparently, um, is what he said is why he, he finally retired him. Yeah, well, because, Don... There was a deal in place that fell apart that miraculously was back in place when he won the Cigar Mile. That's how it happens. Yeah, I mean, winning that race had to uh, be the diff- at least at least $10,000 in his fee. At least. It I think. seemed like he made that statement, though, after he won the Cigar Mile. And it seems like before he made that statement, he would have considered the cost of keeping him in training. Uh, something changed his mind, though, so the guy that owns the Songbird could do the same if she comes back that strong next year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly see if Rick Porter, the owner of Fox Hill Farm, um, changes his mind. I'd love to see it because, again, I I haven't seen a colt that could tackle her yet, in my opinion. Yeah, it would be fun to see. Where Are you uh, near Sam Houston? Yes. No, I'm near, near Lone Star Park. Lone Star, okay. Because there's talk of Run Happy coming to Sam Houston after the Malibu. I was just curious if you'd, you'd get to see him, maybe. <laughs> I hope that horse never runs another lick. I'm yeah. not a very big mattress man. Not man. a fan. Uh, well, you probably have to suffer through his commercials, so. <laughs> I did at one point. I, lived, I used to live down there. Oh, okay. <laughs> In fact, I bought my first bed from him only once. Yeah. That good, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that great an experience. <laughs> you know, he used to, uh, when he first opened, he used to advertise that it would, uh, you wouldn't know, your neighbors wouldn't know you bought it from Gallery Furniture because we deliver in an unmarked truck. <laughs> wow. Running from creditors <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Well, Don, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening, and thanks for making the call. We'll talk to you soon. 888-966-4776. We can sneak one more in. I have no problem with that. I sleep in a chair. Really? Yep. Hmm. I mean, I'll sleep in a bed when I go away and stuff, but it's a complete preference. I sleep in a big old armchair with a huge ottoman. I love sleeping sitting up. Hmm. What are your thoughts on Tuffets? I don't think I know what a tuffet is. Oh, it's like a hazak. A what? A hazak. What's that? Uh, like like an ottoman. Okay, I like ottoman. I love ottomans. Yeah. What does a tuffet do? Well, you know, little Miss Muffet. Oh. Is a tuffet like the? The ottoman with the curved arms at the end? Nah, that I'm not sure about. Huh. I bet Mattress Mac knows. <laughs> I don't think he'll come on. <laughs> Just a wild guess. <laughs> well, Just a, oh, you know, I'm sort of glad that's quieted down. He has a heck he of worked, a horse. He worked 111 and 40 of the day. Getting ready for the Malibu. Speaking of a heck of a horse, that's a heck of a race. 
Oh, incredible. Yeah, he'll definitely earn it. And I, I mean, was, is he going to be favored if Dortmund goes there? No. You don't think? No shot. Wow. I might have no to bet way. run happy then. No way. I'm betting Kieran. I just don't know which one yet. Who's he sending? Both Watershed and Marking. Uh, okay, Mark. I was thinking of Marking. Watershed's the one I didn't know about. Interesting. I might take Watershed with all that speed. Hmm. Come running late. Well, and El Kabir. And El yeah. El Kabir will be a comfortable fifth in the Malibu. <laughs> have I ever told you my El Kabir story? No. No, uh, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What do we... <laughs> This is what, what happens when people at, don't call in. What do you got going on at brisnet.com this weekend? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's just sort of hinted at uh, with the, the year in uh, talking about Castellano and Espinosa, but on the uh, Twin Spires blog, uh, a lot of year in review stuff, uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, and on brisnet.com itself, uh, product-wise, uh, we've launched uh, a new pick of the day product. And it has a positive ROI through two and a half weeks, uh, which I think is pretty good. You give out a pick uh, more than a day in advance. You don't really know what the odds are going to be. But Mike Barker, the chalkbuster, holding his own with a positive ROI. So we're excited about that. Check that out at brisnet.com. And for the Gulfstream fans, all the reports for that track are at brisnet.com slash BC. Here at slash BC. Well, we'd like to recycle. Oh, okay. Here at the Horse Racing Radio Network, if you've missed anything, go back to the website, horseracingradio.net. Everything's up in podcast form, including Jock Talk, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Taylor Rice was on Tuesday night. Wednesday night was Trainer Talk, presented by Fazic Tip, and that was a good one. John Paracella joined the Baron and the Pontiff for the full hour. This Prisonet.com call-in show will be up shortly. And then live tomorrow, we got the shows from 3 to 6, the live racing from Aqueduct, Gulfstream, and Los Alamitos. Tomorrow night, 6 to 7, the weekend stakes preview. The Uber Caparella star and myself will go over, I think we got 11 races or 10 races this Saturday to go over, including the four stakes from Gulfstream Park. A lot of action. A lot of action. And then Saturday morning, 8 to 10, Sirius XM 93. The Baron and the Pontiff, Mike Penna, Jude Feld, Equine Forum. That's again, Sirius XM 93 from 8 to 10 a.m. And of course, everything always streaming live at horseracingradio.net. You like anybody this weekend, Ed? Take a look yet? No, I haven't taken a look yet. I'll, I'll need to for uh, my uh, various appearances tomorrow but uh, i will say uh you mentioning just the races in general uh louisiana bread day at fairground saturday one of four days that uh we've gotten involved in uh not going to be doing some stuff with fairgrounds for its big days and really excited to uh, be a part of that and i'll be crushed if it doesn't mean i make an appearance down there for the first time it's one track I have not been to, uh, one city I haven't been to. I'm really excited to finally have a, a business case to go down to New Orleans. I've never been on an airplane. All my friends have told me if I go anywhere, i got to go to Vegas or New Orleans. 
that those two places were built for the Big A. Yeah, the the food I've heard about, and obviously the action at the track, etc. I'm I'm excited to finally get down there. So, quick hour in the books. Thanks for those of you who called next week. It's the year-end review here on the Brisnet.com call-in show. For Ed DeRosa from Brisnet, our producer to the stars at HRN, Lee Delapina, and everybody here at the Worst Racing Radio Network, I'm the Big A. Hope you have a lucky night. Lots of fun. Talk to you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Aqueduct, Gulfstream, and Los Al. I hope you win all your photo finishes. Have a great night, everyone.